Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Behind the Timeline, the podcast where we examine pop culture in films, television, and books across the ages. As always, we are your hosts, Lindsay and Scott. If you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks, be sure to leave us a follow on Instagram at Go Behind the Timeline. Check us out on Twitter at Behind Timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Additionally, links to our Patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast. And now, on with the show hi hello hi welcome to 1984 again god damn it once more into the breach i know it's insane i feel like we're gonna be here for forever what a crazy time to be in the like in the movies i I know there's so much there's so much happening this was awesome dude i feel like this is the most 80s movie we watched so far i don't know i mean i really felt a lot in ghostbusters and et like i feel like they all are but i think we're hitting on the really important like pillars of the 80s i I think we are too yeah i think that's a good point especially when we get to like breakfast club yeah right well because that's going to be a different sort of flavor like there's still a lot to come this is the first and we'll talk about this but time that we've seen teenagers Mm -hmm. right so that's important i think but but we we're fucking here. We're here for the Karate Kid, Scott. Yeah, we are the Karate Kid, uh, which was released on June twenty second. This literally came out two weeks after Ghostbusters. Like, can you imagine? Like, what a time to be alive. I know. <laughs> it's like it's so crazy. There's just so <laughs> many. I dude, I can't even imagine what it was like when these movies were coming. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the movie was directed by John G. Avildsen, and the film was written by Robert Mark Kamen, who is also uh someone i don't know if you know this or not i found this out doing the research for this um robert mark Kamen also wrote two of my all-time favorite movies fucking the fifth element and taken that's insane how completely nothing those have nothing like this like Like, nothing at all (laughs) like totally completely (laughs) different and also a decent minute later right like the fifth yes, element it was. wasn't fifth until element the 90s. was like the mid 90s and then taken was like the late 2000s 2006 yeah. or something right yeah i think so the first one it might even have been later yeah um, i just remember their cell phones were old so somewhere in those the the early o's for sure which yeah. is pretty crazy and the movie stars ralph macchio as daniel danielson danielson pat Morita, who i i want to get this out of the way right now because a lot of people i genuinely feel like a lot of people don't do not know this that is not pat Morita's real voice yeah i wouldn't have known either way i kind of only know him as mr miyagi Mm -hmm. he was a comedian actually um and i finally get to use this i don't know if there's a female version of this but This is the first time I've actually said this on any of our movies. This film also stars Elizabeth Shue, who is an absolute fucking smoke show for me. She is a knockout, dude. Hey, we got one from Scott. It's usually me who's like unironically objectifying the characters while giving a feminist rant. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. We went all over it during Temple of Doom but (laughs) like it's just it's crazy like she is just like i think it's because this is the most like ordinary and real movie we've watched Mm -hmm. that yeah i'm just like okay this this is just a kid on the beach and that girl is in 
you know, first of all, she was like 24. She stopped going to Harvard to film this movie. God damn. <laughs> like what in the fuck town? Well, and like how old was Ralph Macchio? He was 20. Okay, I barely believe that. I know. Like I do believe you, but also like if it's, some random yeah. asshole told me that and not you, whose opinion I respect <laughs> and trust, Thank I you. would tell them I would call bullshit. Like straight up fuck you, dude. He, he I would have like put money that this kid was like 15 years old. Like honestly, like serious? so we'll talk oh, about dude. that. No, I mean I can I mean like if I'm not being facetious at all, sure I can see it, but like for real this kid, I was like, "Wow, your girlfriend is like a lot more oh, yeah. than you are." <laughs> She definitely was. First of all, he's just one of those kids that like <laughs> took a little while to like spring into manhood. You know what I mean? Like, that's which true. happens, which yeah. happens. That's fine. Like men, men usually age great, right? Like he'll be sexy as fuck now. Probably. Oh no, he's in Cobra Kai and he's not, huh? Anyway, go on. I, I don't know. That's the thing. Like we got a lot of shit from Eric when we were doing Book of Boba Fett, but like neither of us have watched Cobra Kai. And I this rewatching this really makes me want to watch the show now. So I'm probably I kind going of do to. want to check out Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's get into it so we can yeah. talk about Cobra Kai and the other sequels and things like that that we didn't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, back again in 1984. Have, yeah, we're back in it. Um, should we read our little summary of this movie before we talk about the time? Yes, stuff? sorry. I realized the other night, too. guys. We've been bad about we this. We haven't been giving you summaries of these movies in forever um, we just I feel started, like, like yeah it, going for it i've been fucking up um so yeah basically this movie centers on a jersey kid that moves across country with his mom without this is a huge plot point that i forgot about um she just picks him up and moves him there's no conversation yeah. about it there's no reason for it like they're not she didn't split up with his dad or whatever she just gets a better job and picks him up and moves him to California. Um, She's where, just a single mom killing yeah, it. Is she happening. is actually slaying it, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's a Jersey kid, moves across country with his mom. Uh, he meets a beautiful girl on the beach, a fight crazy asshole, uh, and an unsuspecting friend in their maintenance man downstairs. And discovers the truth and wealth of karate and personal growth. It's true. And the value of hard work and chores the value and of stuff. hard work, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. For sure. And how rubbing your leg in a specific way can make it stop hurting for a small amount of time. Like fix like a fracture. Yeah, an absolute guaranteed fracture. Multiple <laughs> times, too. Like, good <laughs> lord. It's ridiculous. Okay, so the year is 1984. Um, we will continue to have interesting historical information about this year that we're digging out so this was the year where virgin atlantic got formulated um the airline yeah the airline um soviet union boycotts the summer olympics during the cold war uh this was the first time that a woman was on a presidential ticket for a major party so geraldine ferraro who's a congresswoman was on the Mm -hmm. ticket with mondale up against uh reagan and uh reagan won it's true he did sure facts for 1980 spoiler alert for you guys um this movie unlike the other two that we've already covered really did not get a lot of ac- uh, academy attention pat marita however did get an academy award for his role in this movie in the first one it is very important to mention that only in the first one um he didn't win though unfortunately i don't know why I didn't write it down, but I 
can't remember who did win, but it was some movie I had never seen. Is this going to be the first one where we just don't even? I yeah, I just well, and I feel like I it was it a either. super disservice to Pat Morita because this is a great movie. I'm surprised that he was nominated, not because I didn't think he was good, but just because this isn't the kind of movie that strikes me as having it. been in the the nominations yeah. for the Academy Awards. I know. It's but weird. there you go. Um, something we've been hitting on, even though it's not technically on like our agenda. Did you? Where did you watch this? Did you have? I I found it on Peacock, oh, yeah. which I found interesting. So I wanted I watched to it on. It Pe- I had to watch it on Peacock. Yeah, you can watch yeah. it for free on Peacock. Um, you can oh, actually watch cool. all of them, I think, except for the two thousand. Uh, the two thousand six one, I think, is the only one that's not on there. For or sure, two thousand ten. Sorry, yeah, all the Peacock originals. Tried to get me to watch them, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this?" Not so, a fucking chance. So good segue, because yeah, this this movie has sequels, and we didn't watch any of them, folks. We are not doing a no. Karate Kid extravaganza. We are just like blindly ignoring the Karate Kid two from nineteen eighty six, Karate Kid three from nineteen eighty nine. The next Karate Kid from 1994, starring Hilary Swank, which I remember very well from Mm -hmm. the 90s. I did not see it, but I remember like being aware of that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. I remember it gets made fun of all the time. Yeah, because I don't think it was very good. It wasn't. It was like critically panned. It was so it was it was Hilary Swank's like breakout movie, but it was like decimated by critics they were like this is so dumb it has no heart and no emotion behind it like the original films did and when that was the problem with karate kid in 86 or karate kid 2 in 86 and karate kid 3 in 89 was they just progressively got less and less about what made the first one so good and it was just about them solving a problem with karate it wasn't about daniel san (laughs) growing it wasn't about like you know the bully being like begrudgingly <laughs> sorry like... what oh, the me. idea that we are that is where we're at is solving problems with, with karate. karate that was that's... like the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life it was that's what it is genuinely it's like you're right that's what's going on that's all that's fucking happening right here they're not it's being adults about it john crease is a fucking psychopath <laughs> Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Like, but what the yeah, fuck is I going mean, <laughs> Karate Kid two and then Karate Kid three—they just progressively started getting worse. And then Ralph Macchio was just too old by then, so they were like, "We're yeah. gonna bring in Hilary Swank in 1994." Um, and no one believed that he was like graduated from high school. They also like made this stupid idea that all sequels do, where Elizabeth Shue and Ralph Macchio broke up. Like Allie just was not in the movies anymore and i'm like yeah she's just not in the sequel right i watched like a youtube video about it before to be like what happens in those movies though basically and he meets some other girl yeah he meets a girl when he goes to tokyo yeah it is very it's very bond very very uh dr jones um yeah indeed mm -hmm, indeed (laughs) um god i'm so funny no (laughs) but then we have we have the 2010 remake with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith, which I, this was news to me, um, was apparently like critically loved. I, I thought it got it. like ripped apart. I remember it coming out and I remember like really distinctly not caring. Yeah, that's like passionately not caring about it because I had never seen the Karate Kid. Right. Like for for to confirm for listeners. 
having watched it now, I can confirm I had never <laughs> seen this movie. I think the only bit of this I had ever seen um, was like the wax on wax off where he's doing oh, the cars. Yeah. I the remember part where him everybody... like. Yeah, so it's like, who knows if I even saw that in the movie, but I'm sure that I had seen that scene. I was like, I have watched this play out, but the rest of the movie, nothing. So this was fucking, like, genuinely insane. But anyway, I <laughs> I remember being disinterested by Karate Kid 2010. Um, and also I'm disinterested by Jaden Smith. Yeah, so I, this is, this is, I'm sorry that I have to do this right now, but um this is going to have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but because we are coming in on the heels of the Super Bowl and there were some awesome trailers yesterday, I need everyone to hear me right now when I tell you that the the remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air looks so fucking dumb. Yeah, I didn't see, I've seen like the teasers. I didn't see the trailer that was in the Super Bowl last night. So, I don't know. I don't get it. I why would Will Smith be like, dude, I had this amazing show. Let's remake it, but make it like super dark and gritty and edgy and shit. And I'm like, no, I cannot wait to find out that the show did not make it past the first season. That's totally what's going to happen. And I think this is Peacock's attempt at pulling a HBO max because HBO right now is redoing Degrassi and gossip girl and pretty little liars. And like, thank you, Jesus. What a time to be alive. Like I'm excited about all of that. I truly am. I think that having all three of those shows rebooted with an R rating together is, I don't even care if it's bad. I'm like, I, I'm just happy I'm alive for it, but I just, I don't know that they're going to find that. Um, I don't know that HBO is going to find success in it. I think Peacock doesn't have the, like the foundation to do that. I don't think it's anyway. But anyway, yeah, okay. So, but I like, think that's what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, it's pulling HBO right now. But in terms of like other sequels, we waited like eight years after this Karate Kid uh, remake came out, and then we got a direct sequel to the first Karate Kid movie. No, I'm sorry, it is actually a direct sequel to the third one. I think um, so. Is the I think Cobra it's Kai show? It is, yeah, because Crease is in the second season. Um, it originally aired on YouTube Red and then it became premium. Um, and it became one of the most successful shows on YouTube premium ever. And then it was bought out in its third season by Netflix. And then I had to look this up cause I thought it was still going on, but the fourth season just ended right before the book of Boba Fett started. Yeah. Somehow this is like still happening. I remember mm -hmm. when it came out in 2018, people were like flipping the fuck out and everyone said it was really good. And yeah. I think it was actually YouTube Red's first thing oh was it really it was like first, original, first original, original thing yeah That's i think sick. so i could be wrong but if if i recall i remember being like wait youtube's doing right. what and then it turned out to be like super successful it's just just totally wild so yeah all of this shit exists we didn't watch any of it and <laughs> we're we have been strongly encouraged to watch cobra kai though so we might do that because many people have encouraged us to watch cobra kai this yeah. week i've heard it a lot i um I'm not opposed to it. Like I don't, I would be very interested. This movie has made me very up and down about Johnny Lawrence. So it is very, it is, I think it would be really interesting to see how things affected him. Like from his side, you know, um, 
but we need to get into this because I think the the most mind blowing part about this is first of all, Lindsay was informing me almost the entire time she was watching this that she was laughing her ass off, and I love yeah. that we were able to confirm that she hadn't actually seen this because it was a real question mark. I really wasn't sure, and and I still think like you know when you watch something and you get like a pretty visceral memory. Yeah, I think that. I did see the wax on wax off scene. Like, mm-hmm. I think this movie was on in my presence and that's what I saw. And the fact that it's iconic is a coincidence. Cause I really feel like I've sat through that part of the movie. And I remember being like, I fucking do not care. And like walking away. Like, that's what I think happened. Okay. So hold on. For I need definite... to stop you. hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I just got a text from Matt that literally says Cobra Kai goes over the sequels and flashbacks. That's pretty much all you need to know. Literally right after we just finished talking about Cobra Kai. And I honest to God had to look at my fucking Zencaster to figure out if Matt was in here listening to us because I forgot (laughs) we had just started talking about that. So fuck off. I got this text too. That's funny. (laughs) Your telepathy. That's pissing me off. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please continue. No, you're fine. That's funny. Um, like we said, we're being encouraged to watch Cobra Kai. We are. Um, I didn't realize until today that like it has the original cast. Like the, these guys yeah. are still back solving problems with karate. Like, with karate, what? man. Life is easier it's with so karate. Funny. So watching this, it was really wild because... I have I definitely have not seen it before. Like mm. I did not know what this movie was about. And very right. definitely I thought this kid was younger than he is. And I didn't realize it was going to be a love story. Like I thought he was going to be a kid. And we've had like a, a so far in the 80s that was uh, for what we've covered. Mm. We've had kids with ET and adults like Indiana Jones and the Ghostbusters, but this is the like first teenager yeah. that we've had. This is the first coming of age actual tale kind of thing. And like it's so funny. Like the first date scene that they have. Oh my god, dude. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> dude. It's it's so when she's cringe. she's behind him showing him how to Oh my <laughs> god. Dude, it was like this. It, I can't, oh. I have not laughed this hard at like anything that we've done, I think. Like, I honestly was just like, oh, this is so fucking ridiculous. Dude. And the I, way they're like, they all have to run and start the car. Oh my God, day. dude. I love that. I love everything about that, dude. I love that Johnny, like, <laughs> schmo- first of all, I love that her parents are like so hoity-toity and the mom just like does not see it. Oh, She's no. just like, nope, the car will start eventually. Ha ha ha. We're from Jersey. Bye. <laughs> like, dude, are you serious? These parents are totally looking down on you right now. <laughs> it's so funny. They like, I <laughs> I can't wait to t- we're gonna talk more about her. She was awesome. I yeah. I but it's it's funny, like as we have established very well, and I think like a fun dynamic that we have going through these, like, you know, these old ladies movies really well, and I don't. Yeah. And they are just like reminding me of stuff like stranger things and things that I've seen now. And it's this weird reverse effect where the stuff that those things I've seen are based on like episodes of family guy. And, oh, yeah. you know, like you're the best. Yeah, that's so like I saw that's your in an note. episode of Family Guy, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's from South Park, and it's the episode. Oh, I, right, right, right. This is the ski episode. So, Go there's on. two the ski episode is the one I can't remember what the movie is originally based on. 
or what that episode is originally based on. Yeah, because there that has one to be a like, ski movie from the 80s, huh? Yeah, it's something about them trying to save the rec center from like some guy's dad who wants to build a hotel there or whatever. Right. But the part that you're thinking of is actually the episode where the boys don't want to play baseball anymore. And the only way that they get out of playing baseball is if Stan's dad drunkenly fights another dad at the championship game. And by losing, right? And by they losing, they get disqualified. Game, so yeah. they get disqualified. Yeah. And so at, that's the very, right. <laughs> at the very end, Stan's dad gets drunk and beats the shit out of this other dad. And Stan goes, hey, dad, thanks. And then Stan's dad, whose pants are around his ankles, isn't wearing a shirt, has his hands cuffed and is being led into the car, jumps into the air and it freezes like a classic 80s movie. And it plays, you're the best around. And isn't isn't that from Rocky 3, though? And this song also is in Rocky. Oh my Three. God. Is it really? That'd be so I think so. Funny. I think that South Park episode rips on Rocky three, but it is when it uses that song. That's hilarious. And that, that song is from Rocky three. Oh my God. Okay. That's, that's so great. I'm not totally positive that I'm right about that. But no, I, if that's whether it is or not, that's fucking hilarious. And it is, I'm it's just like so sure quintessentially eighties. Right incredibly so and yeah like i've never seen anything that like really exemplifies the way that like stranger things um like hyperbolizes these sort of 80s villains of like in stranger things they're gonna knock will off the cliff or what not will it's uh the other one but they're gonna throw him off the cliff into the the quarry or whatever right but in this it's like down that grassy knoll yeah they roll him off his bike. Like it's that kind of Which thing. Which is attempted murder. I'm just gonna say that right now. It's straight up attempted murder. It was kind of like a gradual hill. Like it was kind of a grassy knoll. It honestly wasn't that serious. But also, yeah, a little bit. But I saw your note and I was like, murder. Like I've t- <laughs> he I mean, like it's covered in rocks, dude. I guess so. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like it wasn't a cliff. It wasn't the stranger. No, things I'm not clip. saying it was like a stranger things clip, but it was still pretty fucking crazy. Well, I don't know. It's like maybe I've just I've seen worse and things that like. That's true. You the were just 80s. on a ski trip, so you're probably like, "This is nothing. This is like the bunny oh, hill." No, well, first of all, that, but uh, no, I mean, like, maybe it's from watching stuff that references the '80s and like makes it bigger than it really was then. Where I'm like, "This mm. isn't that bad." I've seen like you know crazier shit than this. It reminds me of it a little bit too, the bullying aspect, which is like yeah, a very '80s thing like, um... to show kids bullying each other like violently well and here's the thing and i we are going to get into this in a minute here but i feel like we need to put a full stop on this and just address this right now because we do kind of bring this up in every movie in the last couple movies that we've covered the the absolute lack of parental oversight in all of these movies just blows my fucking mind yeah parents in the 80s were all on coke it genuinely that's genuinely what it feels like like it's kind of insane like let's work we'll save that conversation because it kind of flows into our mr miyagi conversation i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but yes let us watch through the lens of what the fuck is happening with parents in the 80s so that's like terrifying the other thing that i want to point out and it's something that i didn't realize until this rewatch either this movie destroys a typical movie trope in the sense of like, hey, I made this friend at the new place that I just moved in at. That's the kid that tells me all the backstory. And then that's the kid that sticks with me through to the end or whatever. No, yeah, but- dude, this fucking asshole kid, Freddie, 
first of all, he's super nice to John, to Danny when he first gets there. He's really nice. He helps him like carry his bag up and shit. He tells him about like the apartment complex and stuff. And yeah. you're like, oh, this guy's chill. He invites him to the party. When Daniel gets his ass kicked, he just fucking dips on Daniel. And I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> and then he does, he makes fun of him at school, which this is another part. This is totally me just fucking nitpicking right now. The overemphasis on soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get this shit. Like, I just, I want to say it's almost stereotypical. Because he's, like, Italian and from, like, New Jersey. And then he goes to, like, Southern California. And that's, like, all that they fucking care about. First of all, soccer doesn't have cheerleaders. So why are the cheerleaders trying or, like, practicing right next to the fucking soccer fields uh like the soccer tryouts um also soccer is a spring sport it is it's also very like it's sort of a weird it's weird the way they're using that trope because indeed it is more of like speaking from experience a sort of preppy new england boarding school sport yeah more so than it is like california like i would have if it was supposed to be like a california trope you would have expected them to be playing ultimate sailing or ultimate frisbee or like (laughs) polo or some shit yeah but like lacrosse and soccer are very east coast preppy i did play lacrosse in high school i didn't play but i tried out yeah lacrosse is very Shout out to my friend Chris, who has feelings about the sport of lacrosse, and hell yeah, oft, and who often describes humans as th- like this kid was like the sport of lacrosse. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? Please come on the show. I need to hear this. It's like highly relatable. I know. I I do want this. <laughs> fucking hilarious, um, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> like I can hear her and I'm laughing. Like yeah. But okay, so yes to the soccer stuff. It's it's strange. The only thing that did strike me is like. What's his name who plays Daniel seems to like know how to play soccer. Oh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, he definitely yeah. knows how to play soccer. Ralph Macchio and might be the region soccer is in this. He kind of seemed like he knew is. what the fuck he was doing. Like, he honestly, that might be what it. happened. Yeah. So meta answer on the soccer thing, but like weird that that's the sport. Like it is. It is, it is strange that that's what's going on here. And um, I don't but, know if we're going to cover them or not. I really hope we don't because I'm not going to be nice and I'm going to destroy an entire fan base. But it brings back this problem that I have where movies try to make sports that aren't football, the school's main focus. Like I can tell you right now, no one gives a, as much a shit about basketball as they do football as the way high school musical portrays it. It depends. I will say it really depends on where you're at because there are like D one schools where basketball is a way bigger deal. Like it does kind of depend on the neighborhood. Mm. Like I know that for my school, which is very much the outlier as a new England boarding school, um, we had soccer was like our biggest sport. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I swear to God. But, but we had really like soccer was the sport that most people would go out and watch um, yeah. football. Our football team did not get a lot of attention. It was not a big deal, but the really big deal sports for us were, basketball because we had we were not a d1 school but we had kids go to like yukon and stuff like we had really strong kids get recruited for basketball so basketball was a huge deal and hockey ice hockey was our biggest sport 
and those See, were the big, okay. the big jocks and stuff. Like it's different. It depends on where you are. We had like really serious hockey players, and those were the jocks, and they would like sort of half-assedly play soccer. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I kind of get that. Or the that. fall. I, soccer was a fall sport for us, actually. That makes more sense. I kind of get that. And I actually think soccer is a fall sport, too. I don't, whatever. I hated it is. playing I soccer when I was a kid. About. My mom can tell you. When she comes on for the Breakfast Club, I'll have her tell you about her favorite thing watching my sister and I play soccer. Um, Was Deal. when we got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I agree that uh, it's it's a strange choice. Because it it's not as though the soccer team plays a role. It's just that soccer oh, it never comes is pervasively in the background of this movie. Yeah. Right? It's not like it is the primary sport that everyone cares about. Like they don't. It's just the only thing we see anybody doing, and it's like weird. And I think it's because the actor could do it. Because I think so too. Except he shows the, up a lot. The <laughs> here's the thing that I also don't get. Johnny and the other Cobra Kai's are all trying out for soccer. Why? They're in karate. They use their yeah, legs like, constantly. They shouldn't be doing a sport that puts their fucking legs at risk. They're also like really, really serious about karate. Yes. Like they spend all their time at the dojo. Like you would think that like that's their after school sport. I know. What the fuck do they care about soccer? That's so idiotic. <laughs> Why does anyone in this paradigm care about school or like that at culture all. at all? Yeah. Like this whole thing is focused on like the dojo life. Like, why are they it even is. like the fact that school is in this kind of surprises me. And it only makes a couple of brief appearances, to be honest. Like they're not I mean, there very often for how much we're worried about it. <laughs> the only time it really comes up. And first of all, I also need to point Daniel's outfits out sometimes because what the fuck, dude? When he gets invited to go to the arcade with them, he's wearing long camo pants and a red plaid shirt that is tucked in. And I'm just like, dude, for man who? in the high schools. I know this is like adult. This is like teenagers in 1984, and not the adults wearing like the oversized suits with the shoulder pads. Oh yeah, so with the pads and the poofed out this hair the and teenagers shit. Teenagers yeah. of 1984, it and just, they're grungy. In Bro. California, don't I forget. I know, He's in California, that's the now, thing. He is know? kind of starting to, like, make it, which is ironic to me that, like, he, do he doesn't end up with any friends at the end of this movie. No, no, he doesn't make any <laughs> friends. <laughs> Johnny begrudgingly gives him the thing, but he's like, I guess, like, my arch enemy is now, like, I have respect for you. And it's like, why? He kicked you in the fucking oh, face. My God. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Daniel's such an awkward fuck. He is, man. Oh like, my god, that's so funny. He doesn't make any friends. He literally has no friends. Like he gets All carried right, off well, by random spectators. You know who else didn't make any friends? Johnny. And was like way sexier than uh than our boy Daniel. It was Johnny. Um, not even Johnny. Not even Johnny. He's an old, old friend of ours named Ryan. Oh my god. From a special place in California. He came he came from a, a terrible place called Chino. Sweet Jesus. He made his way out west. <laughs> and he too, he too got his ass beat by a bunch of blonde dudes on the first night. And I was like, I yelled at the TV. I was like, welcome to the OC, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And it's just like, I'm like, oh my God, that, that OC ripped off Karate Kid, didn't it? Like straight it up beat for beat, dude. There's no way that wasn't a straight rip off. Absolutely. Ryan, Ryan didn't make any friends. Just Seth. I'm almost positive 
that they like destroy a boombox or something too. You know, I think they might. Or is that in the in Stranger Things where they destroy his camera? Oh, that's that Stranger Things. They destroy the his camera. It's not on the beach, though. They live. Yeah, in, it's I don't not on the beach. But this was yeah. So Johnny, Johnny is an abusive fuck who I do want to talk about. But I could not believe this this first interaction with Daniel, where they just for for no reason, right? Because he's just he's talking to he's talking to his ex. So here's the thing that I never noticed the first time. There are tons of arguments online about how Johnny is actually the victim here. Um, and to a degree, that is true. Daniel just continues to push his buttons every time he sees him. He yeah, fucks he really with him at the school dance. The he inta- like he just like fucks with them all the time. Yeah. It's clear right off the bat, though, that Johnny does have a moral code. He just wants his point proven, and then he's done. He's not sadistic. He's not, like, out to hurt someone. He's just trying to make a point with his strength. That's why when he goes over to Daniel, he asks, have you had enough? He doesn't just kick him while he's down. But, like, why does he start this interaction on the beach? Remind me. So they he they all roll up on the beach like a butt on the cliff overlooking and his fucking idiot friend who is like the worst person ever the instigator he's the one that sees daniel eating with his mom and then has the whole gang follow him home and they push him off the hill or whatever it's Uh that fucking douchebag kid but um he points out like hey look like she's down there and it's Daniel teaching Allie how to like bounce the ball on her, his knee. Right. Or her knee. And then she's just like, he, he's like, dude, what the fuck? And puts his helmet on and rides down there. And then she's like, oh my God, like here comes Johnny. I got to get this new, this cute boy out of here. So she kicks the soccer ball really far away. And Daniel, like a dumbass who has no like peripheral vision, apparently is like, oh, I'll get it. I don't know what's going on or why you kicked that ball that far. You must suck shit at this or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, so Johnny comes over and she's like, go away, Johnny. Like, we're done. I don't want to talk to you. He's like, well, I want to talk to you. And she's like, no, fuck off. And turns the radio back on and he turns it off and picks it up. And she's like, give me back my radio. And he's like, are you going to talk to me if I do? And she's like, yes. And then... I think he like throw. I can't remember because like she gets manhandled and this is what blew my fucking mind because I didn't remember this part about the movie. He either Daniel comes up and says something or she knocks it out of Johnny's. Yeah, she knocks it out of Johnny's hand and then Daniel comes over to pick it up and hand it back to her. And then he pushes Daniel down with the boombox. Right. And so then, that's how it comes to yeah between the two of them. Because that okay. Here's the part that like fucking blew my mind, and I did not remember this at all. Johnny straight up pushes Allie into the two other guys, and they are forcibly holding her back. Yeah. Johnny is an abusive fuck. Yeah. Like he I want to kick this guy in the nuts so bad. In his first minute of screen time, he tells Allie. I don't care whether or not you want to talk about oh, yeah. you anyway. 
right? Then manipulates her into agreeing to talk to him with the radio thing, right? Mm -hmm. Being like, no, I'll break your radio. And she's like, fine, I'll talk to you. And then beats the shit out of Daniel until she says, fine, I'll talk to you. And then gaslights her and tells oh, her yeah. it's all her fault. The whole that Him getting his ass kicked was her fault. If she had just talked to him, he wouldn't have gotten his ass kicked. Like, no, dude, none of that shit it's had so anything abusive. to do with Allie, like at all. I am so glad that she didn't leave with him. I just have to say, like, I really have, I have, like, very, very little, if any, feminist theory criticism of this movie. There isn't any. She's First time for everything. Yeah. (laughs) Although, like, she does a really good job of, like, standing her ground. She doesn't take shit from Johnny. I mean to a degree she does kind of like relent when he's like when she realizes first of all she doesn't know that daniel can't fight but she does know that johnny can right so obviously she's doing what she can to protect daniel so yeah well because she knows that johnny's like cobra kai and is gonna kick this shit well out yeah of daniel, beat the right? living shit out of him yeah she's like into how much karate is part of this community like she's, she's well and she talks about it too she's like why do you always have to try and solve everything with a fight and I'm like, okay, that right there, like karate runs this kid's life. Solve everything with karate. Solve everything with karate. And I, so, okay, wait, who is later on in the movie when she's at like the fancy thing at her parents and some boy kisses her without consent? Was that Johnny? It's Johnny. So that Jesus. was. So all these white boys, seriously, uh-huh. they all look the same. All oh, these well, blonde I kids. I could not tell Johnny from any of the rest of them, but um she smacks the shit out of him and good yeah, for her. Does. Like she's awesome. I was, I was like, boom, fuck you. Like yeah. Johnny is such a creeper. Like I agree. I think there's like, he wasn't um, sadistic. No, he we'll definitely is that not that, like, like a, an antihero or redeemable in any way. He is a totally fucking a predator, douche. Though. Yeah. A hundred percent. He is. He is a fucking predator. Like, and here's yeah. the crazy thing about it. He he comes off as this like fight heavy dude or whatever, but this is what like, I was kind of like, Oh shit, dude, Johnny's got layers. This is kind of crazy. He was smart enough to act the gentleman at this high class party to avoid the suspicion of her parents. Right. He fit in. They liked Johnny. Yeah. He knows how to navigate that. Uh I mean, it's a lot like the character that is based on him from the OC was obviously based on him clearly <laughs> does johnny come out of the closet in a season of cobra kai because oh if God, so like this kid is like total then they're all based on each other it's like a revolving That's insane. wheel it's a never-ending <laughs> story of the oc oh my god what was that kid's name that beats the fuck out of him who was uh marissa's boyfriend you're asking someone who never watched that show i just never? know the first like three episodes and i here's my thing you didn't watch marissa die to that image in heap song just no, like what the fuck? I'm calling you dude i that was like some iconic fucking television <laughs> i thought that the oc was real i thought it was a real reality show there was a reality show called orange county you might have been mixing it up with that because it came out around the same time it came out on the heels of the oc to take advantage of the popularity so there was a reality show called orange county Okay, maybe but that there is was what also I'm thinking of. What the, the fuck? CW's very most excellent, The OC. I remember we used to watch this and like the so the all right, I'm real quick. Very the OC most premiered excellent. like real quick. It premiered in the summer. It was one of those WB shows because the WB at the time it wasn't right like CW. Uh, Seventh Heaven, like Seventh Heaven, like Gilmore Girls, Buffy. These were all WB shows, 
And it came out like at towards the end of that. It came out in like 2003. So it was this sort of like new age of television. Oh, shit. Right okay. before Grey's Anatomy came out and House Ugh. and Bones. I know, but you, the, that generation of television. Um, it was the it was right at the forerunner of all of those shows. And it came out with a summer premiere, which is something shows used to do to give it like a little mini first season, right? Of like 10 episodes or something like that and see if people liked it. And then if they did, it would come back in the fall for a proper like proper season, right? Right. And that summer, oh my goodness, was that hot. We had so much fun. Me and my mom and my sister, like every Tuesday night or whatever that it was on watching this like ridiculous show. It was we used to do study hall early. Our dorm mom used to let us watch it when it would come out and she would give us an earlier study hall so that the whole dorm could watch the OC every week. <laughs> like, we Are you kidding shows. me right now? That was so cool. She hated it. She was like, what the <laughs> fuck you guys? And we're like, we promise we'll go do our homework at like five o'clock. We'll be done by seven. We watch the OC. Anyway, clearly love, Johnny. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Johnny is the basis for Ryan, whose last name I can't remember. Or I'm sorry, the guy who kicks the shit out of Ryan, whose name I don't remember. Who turns out to be gay, anyway. apparently. I'm sorry, I digress. Feel free to edit all of this out. Yeah, he I did digress. eventually turn no, out this to is be staying. gay. <laughs> this is quality. I can't content believe I don't right remember now. his name. Like, I'm gonna let's see. One of these days I'm gonna make you call your sister when you can't remember this shit. Oh my god. She she would not know. Oh, Ryan Atwood, you Atwood, I do know that bastard. name. Yeah, Ryan Atwood. Marissa's relationships. Oh you God. We're actually like can, looking this up right now. This is what I fucking love you so much. I don't dude. know. But while you're doing that, I what feel like it is important oh my God, to examine. Siri was listening to me trying to Oh, answer. I wonder what that sound was in the background. Oh, it was Siri trying to answer me. No, Luke. That's who it was. Luke Ward. Yeah. That's a very that douche him. name. It does. Yeah. Yeah, he was a total douche. Oh my God. Marissa and Ryan's love was so real and so was her side bang. All right. Unbelievable. Can no I one just, just like keep it platonic? Not Marissa and Ryan. They were meant to be until she died to that Imogen Heap song in season four. Oh, she actually does die? I thought you were just being No, sarcastic. no, Marissa died. No, no, Marissa dies in the OC. Holy actual shit. It was <laughs> like, an incredible moment of television. Apparently. Truly. Marissa dies in a car crash or some shit. Wow. Anyway, um, we need to examine. That's all I could think about in that. Yeah, but let's. So okay, talk to me about this. So, <laughs> I was distracted. Yeah, you kind of were. Um, right off the bat, the the fucking motto of the Cobra Kai dojo is "Strike first, strike hard, no mercy." And we hear that when Daniel goes across the street and like is investigating, and then he finds out that Johnny is the like star pupil of the dojo. Right. Um, but this should have been like everything about this dojo just screams that these are the bad guys. The picture of John Kreese, um, in the fucking, the picture or like the cardboard cutout of him. That the, was so funny. Dude, it's weird. Me? And it's not even life size. It's like barely taller than fucking Daniel. Like why would you <laughs> It's like have... the basis of so many jokes. Like I definitely have seen scenes where like you like where it's a joke and it's somebody's dojo with cardboard cutouts of themselves i have absolutely seen this in like a will ferrell movie i shit you not it made me think of fucking um napoleon dynamite with rex kwando when he's like that's what i'm thinking of do you think somebody wants to get a roundhouse kick to the face where i'm wearing these bad boys and he's wearing like long american flag fucking sweatpants like (laughs) 
That's exactly oh what this God. felt like. And then like we pan over and there's a fucking um there's a picture of him as a special forces Vietnam veteran and a 74th annual karate like masters victory or whatever the fuck it was. He like he he is clearly like he knows karate. Um I I do want to reiterate that he Daniel totally could have died from this hill. I think like Lindsay is playing this down a little more, but like <laughs> Daniel totally could have died from this. But I, the, they're teaching him how to fall. Lord, Lord. okay, you gotta learn they're trying to, to help him, it. right? The guys that just ran him down. That's the other thing that I need. I I think is important <laughs> about this. Like they go after Daniel for no reason here. Like there's no reason to continue to harass him. No, there isn't. There, re- there was no reason really to harass him to begin with. I like, mean, there kind of was. Really. If I, if I was Johnny and I didn't want to break up with somebody, and first of all, you have to remember they're in high school, so they're testosterone ridden. He's fucking got adrenaline from riding this motorcycle. It's implied that they were drinking, um, because the one kid tries to hand him a warm beer. Um, so I don't know if they just started the drink or they had been drinking. I'm not sure. Um, but it's also the 80s. So if I remember correctly, the I, legal drinking age was 18. Of everything that you just said, the only good reason for them to act the way that they have towards Daniel so far is because it's the 80s. <laughs> no, like, I mean, it's honest to God. No, but like, think about the way that they like manhandled Allie. No, 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 like, no, no, those no, no, guys, no, no. There was no, no. no reason. For I'm them to only I'm like only it. talking about Johnny here and I'm only talking about everything that led up to him being a fucking shitty person. If I had had like if i had been with someone in high school and they told me that they didn't want to be with me anymore but because the only thing the only reason i'm saying this is because it seems like Allie didn't give him a reason she just said she doesn't want to be with him and he is like so up in his ego that he doesn't understand he just wants an answer so he goes down there and it's like yo who's this dude moving in on this chick that i'm in love with or i think i'm in love with that right there is that to that point is the only time i understand his actions. sure to that yeah to that exact point it, to, and, yeah and, and then after everything that everything beyond is a fucking that shithead. is just i'm like she doesn't have to give him a fucking reason no she, no 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 <laughs> i know but like if i was if i was in high school with these kids back in the eighties, I would understand him wanting to go down and like talk to her. Yeah. I understand that there's a confrontation. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But beyond that, no, and the there's fact no that reason they continue for them to, to harass him and yeah. try and like run him off the road. Cause like, yeah, you're right. Like it's, I mean, I don't think he was going to, I mean, I think he would have been very unlucky to die from that fall. I think he would have too. His mom does like super freak out about it though. And that head injury is no joke. That actually did look legitimately real. Okay, so yeah, he did get hurt pretty good. And like, okay, there's a couple things I want to come back to here that I'm going to highlight for us because I just don't know where else to talk about them. However, we'll come back to that and let's move into Hell yeah, mystery. why are all the adults on cocaine? I know, they seriously <laughs> like, are. Because yeah, you're right. Mom, mom shows up for it okay-ish. Mom also allows a lot of shit to go down and doesn't question anything or call like the principal or the head of oh, the dojo. Yeah, like, that's the whole just, thing. She doesn't get he's getting his ass kicked. I know it. She doesn't actually get involved, and I don't know a single mom on the face of the earth that would have bought the story that he got a black eye from falling off his bike. 
And like multiple times, he's mm-hmm. like just eating it on his bike like every other day. It's like parenting 101. Like, oh, so somebody's being a fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, and you're spending a lot of time with like this random dude. Like I he, and OK, obviously we're going to get to Mr. Miyagi and obviously he's the best. But from her perspective in the beginning, it's like, what's going on? <laughs> Shouldn't she be intervening in some meaningful way? Like, I feel like she got lost in the weeds of trying to give Daniel a better life. And they got this job with, with, this is important. And I did not realize this until this walk, watch through whatever job she does involves the advancement of computer technology for this company, which is huge in the eighties. So whatever she's doing is vitally important to, to whatever this job is or whatever this company that she works for is. So she has the potential to make, she's the first single parent which again is some kind of recurring thing in the 80s because et had it too um we don't know what elliot's mom did but we know we and we don't even know like how she made her money or whatever well we established elliot's mom had to be like a lawyer she afforded a house yeah she She afforded that house or she got it in the divorce yeah yeah Um, she either got in the divorce or she is like a lawyer or a doctor to be able to afford a home was what right. we decided because we forgot <laughs> about what life was like before we in were the fucking eighties before like adults now. But also I think with um I think part of just briefly to interrupt you, I think part of what we're seeing here is the real life phenomenon of divorce becoming more common and it's being reflected in media. Because we're seeing a lot of it here. There's a lot of single parents, but go on. There is. And actually I'm glad you bring that up because this is one of those times where I loved that the the question of Daniel's dad never comes up. Never not once. I, I actually really liked that. He's an only child. We don't know if they're separated. We don't know if he died. I have to assume that he died. Because if they were separated, I don't think Daniel would act the way he acts. I think he would say, I want to go live with dad. He doesn't say, why can't we go back to New Jersey or why can't we go back home? He just says. He never wants to. He seems like he goes with the flow. He's just like, whatever. Like I expected him to fix the pool. I did too, actually. Totally fine. Coming into this. He seemed like he had no concerns when he went to find Mr. Miyagi. I thought it was going to be for the pool, not the faucet for some reason. He goes back. (laughs) Right. But like, I guess um, with, with the dad thing, I would I agree that they're not separated. He's not around because mm-hmm. the, yeah, he doesn't seem to be in the picture at all. So I would yeah. say either, either like, he never knew him or he died. One. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems to me that either way, most tropey stories, like most conventions of storytelling would dictate that either way he has like daddy issues and mm-hmm. that that's going to come up Definitely. with his relationship with Mr. Bianchi. And it's, totally the opposite which is just a really interesting take on this it's just written it is and it shows another problem of like he and johnny mirror each other in the way that johnny comes from a very clearly broken home and he sees crease as like this father figure leader type and then you have daniel who learns respect for himself while respect for mr miyagi and it shows how crease only taught johnny to have fear and respect for crease not himself 
Right. And Miyagi was like, dude, you can't be, you, you can't be a good person if you don't know the person you are inside. That was deep. They I should work for do, homework. Holy shit. You should. Yeah. They, they do serve as great foils for each other. You're right. I hadn't really thought about that, but they do. Do we ever see whether uh, Johnny has a dad? We have no idea. We don't, we, we don't, don't see his know. parents at all. In an interview after the movie came out, when they discussed like his inspiration for Johnny and then when Cobra Kai started, um, I can't remember his name. Something with a Z, I think. But uh, the guy who plays Johnny is like, he definitely came from a broken home and he was looking for compassion and love and support anywhere he could find it. And that's why he stuck so hard, so like readily to crease. That's also why he is like willing to sweep the leg. Not once. I need this to be understood, guys. And we talked about, we joked about this in the beginning, but it needs, I cannot emphasize this enough. Daniel's leg is fucking broken. Yeah. It's broken, dude. Yeah. In that fight, like. It, not even the last fight. Why? When Bobby Brown is told to sweep his leg, which by the way, that's got to be one of the most 80s names for a white kid I've ever heard in my life. For sure. For sure. But Crease is like, sweep the leg. Get this fucking kid out of here. And you can see he is the only member of the Cobra Kai team that is like, that's not fucking right. Yeah, no. Well, I feel like all of them were pretty trepidatious. Well, they were kind of shocked about it, but he was like, he almost was like, nah, fuck that noise. Because Johnny actually does the same thing when Crease tells him to hit the wounded leg too. He's like, dude, no, that's fucked. I can beat him on my own. Yeah, they none of them are really stoked about Crease's order to break his legs and yeah. take him out of commission. Why? What is his motivation here? What is this? He just wants Why to prove that happening? strength is superior and that Daniel is a piece of shit and he's weak. Why does Crease care about Daniel? Because he's a psychopath. And, I mean, well, yeah, right, but that's what's going on, right? Like, this guy is pure evil. Well, he is, and, like, he Miyagi came in and, like, made demands of Kreese. Like, we're going to fight you guys in the tournament, but until then, you and your boys have to leave Daniel alone. Right, to train. Yeah, you to train. That deal. And then I think he just wants to prove to Miyagi that he knows more about karate than him. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And also, why? Like, what a weird, like, Crease is just the worst. Like, he's, he's just, just a combat obsessed, PTSD ridden psychopath. And in the sequel, he chokes out a kid, like, immediately yes, after he does. the final thing, right? So, yes, like, he does. he's a total crazy person. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I do not understand him. And I, now that I've seen the whole movie through, I get it. It's because he's a sociopath. But like, <laughs> in the beginning, I was like, why is this guy advocating violence so much for the kids as a way to solve their romantic entanglement? <laughs> no, like, he doesn't give a shit about the fucking high school love story. Why? Yeah. Why is this being resolved through karate? Like, what? Well, what? That's what I found so incredible about this movie is that, like, <laughs> these dudes have, like, a dispute about a girl they like, and they're like, karate. We're solve this by karate, but over a long time. <laughs> like, a super long this, period like, of time. A long time. We're going to come back. Like, what? <laughs> Here's the other. We're thing gonna that's get ready like, for this tournament, like a real tournament. Oh yeah, like a legitimate, like, 
there was an actual so here's the other crazy thing this is one of those fun facts behind the scenes kind of thing a real karate tournament was being held during the filming of this movie to make it look more real that's insane yeah like why did they and and i just it's so weird like why would you agree to solve it through the thing that like your opponent is like an obvious expert in and like lives at the dojo and you don't know dick about karate except for like why would you well miyagi kind of decides it for him I guess that's true. Miyagi's like, we're going to do it. We're going to solve this through karate. But here's the <laughs> it's cra- just crazy, dude. though. It's like it's like an alley is like in no way torn oh. between the two dudes. You know no. what I mean? Like it's if we so just clear she wants to, Daniel. Like, she's been very clear about that from like word one. That if if even if even if it doesn't work out with Daniel, she does not want to be with douchebag over yeah, here. Not at so, all. Like, not even in the least. So really, this whole thing should have been over when Allie said, no, thank you. I'm not interested in you. And instead, they're like, we're going to resolve this through karate. And I just, what is there to resolve? She's already, like, it's, and they're not even explicitly fighting over her. They just hate each other now. No, they're at just, this like, point, they, they just, just fucking hate each fight. other. Because they just want to fight. <laughs> here's the thing. And I, I said it earlier, and he fucking, Daniel is just as much at fault as Johnny. And it's because yeah, he, he 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 just keeps antagonizing him after the truce is made he keeps poking at him and keeps fucking prodding and shit and then he tricks the teacher into making them all do a study group and so, so they don't beat the shit out of him or whatever but right up before that and what leads to mr miyagi saving the day which is still one of the most badass scenes ever mm-hmm. he they're all smoking weed in the bathroom dressed as skeletons which right off the bat why the fuck would you mess with people doing that they're dressed like skeletons these are clearly satanic youth well (laughs) more so say you're about to fuck up that joint well yeah like hardcore they're gonna fuck up that joint a lot of weed in that that they were gonna smoke looked like a solid gram for like four of them oh yeah it's it's four of them packed into a fucking fat one yeah yep and he that's what you don't want to do is like fuck with your bully's drugs like we all saw euphoria right like it's you don't want to you don't want to do that it's not the this episode forward. is a selfish plug for every other fucking show that Lindsay's watching right now all the stuff i'm otherwise to, yeah i'm not actively watching the oc it's just you are though every day that you see brain. something that reminds you you replay like 12 episodes <sighs> let's hope i don't go back to the start of the oc let's you everyone will. pray for me that that's not what i'm not that's what you're there. gonna do mm-hmm. um <laughs> but here's the here's where everything becomes important or like here's where everything like diverges and the story actually starts to unfold and i fucking I love your note too um because it's totally true mr miyagi only agrees to the violent side of the resolution when he realizes that crease is not going to take any other road Right, because my feeling on this is like everybody chooses violence to resolve right. this, right? Nobody does anything to help Daniel in a meaningful way. Like that is that's what really gets me is that no teacher, no fucking mandated reporter at the school was like, yep. kid is getting the shit beat out of him on a regular basis. I and lying that he fell off his bike. Like how no one's calling him out on this. It's like, First of all, the PE then, teacher attacks Daniel during the the soccer tryouts. That kid so clearly thing. tripped Daniel. It's it's really bad. Like none of the adults are there for him. And then Mr. Miyagi, like the only adult who's here for Daniel also chooses violence, but you're right that it is only 
when he sees that there's not going to be there's another no resolution. alternative and i think that's the important the important aspect is he chose violent first of all all of the the lessons that daniel learns are defensive he does not learn attacks he learns blocks no. and parries and like defensive separation techniques until he realizes until he sees Miyagi doing the crane kick um which right i there are so many comedians that make so many fucking jokes about the crane kick that i just the fact that this move this ultra super powerful move the quote is if done correctly no can defend and the which is insane it is insane because the fact that this kid can just learn this after one montage on the beach and beat the shit out of the johnny who lunges headfirst into this fucking kick like a dumbass (laughs) but yeah i (laughs) this was the part of your note that i fucking loved we really don't know if miyagi knows karate at all until i think almost an hour into this two-hour movie we are like yeah a little over the hour mark and we still don't know whether miyagi's totally scamming daniel like i I, just making him his labor slave like what the nothing about this has anything to do with karate for like so much of the movie it's (laughs) unbelievable and like at no point does Daniel like question? Oh, the he doesn't. That he's not until doing, the end, or like how it's going to help his karate. Yeah, not until well, he's like, all right, it's time to prove a point. It's 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 when he's asked to paint the entire house alone for free without any explanation. Oh whatsoever. yeah, he paints that the he's uh, like, he the paints fuck? the fence, and then he waxes the car, and then he sands the deck. Those are the three things he learns. Yeah, and, and it's creating like, muscle memory up house. and down and side to side and up and down, <clears throat> up and down. Yeah, sorry. and it works great. And the reveal scene is is great. I love but, it. But yeah, up to that point, you're like, dude, is Miyagi not actually doing shit? any karate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he could be just it's this old dude catching flies with his <laughs> chopsticks. Just like, yeah, I'll teach you karate. Here's the paint. Go deal with the fence. Like and then and like he, you and see Daniel's it happen, just fine like, he is he's just like okay it's like a really long time before he says anything it, it is really like it is. i would have starts to get it i think i probably would have gotten to the part of standing the deck and then about when he when if mr miyagi had come up to me and been like all right now wax these cars i would have been like fuck you old man tell me what i'm doing yeah. here yeah exactly like wax a car sure or like work a day yeah sure but yeah no you you need to start asking questions i think at that point so i thought that was kind of wild that for like most of this movie we're just not doing karate and he's getting strong from the manual labor he is right but literally a half an hour to the end of this movie he had not learned any karate like the only karate he'd learned was wax on wax off which like totally valuable i feel you on the muscle memory but he hadn't been shown how to like put these things together to like block a kick or like you know what i mean like you're not just gonna like they literally have him learn karate at the tournament half this movie was montage and none of it involved doing karate, no none of, it did. Of, rules of karate <laughs> and here's the part 
that what? like this is why i don't read your notes in advance because this shit just fucking like i had to mute my mic that shit made me laugh so fucking hard <laughs> dude his winning move i'm gonna let you read this but like his fucking winning move <laughs> like dude <laughs> i'm making myself like honestly cracking myself I, this up, is like, i'm so oh, pissed that i don't damn. get to watch this the next movie we get to that you haven't seen you and i need to we just need to find a way to watch it together uh we can do that because there's most of these 80s movies i basically have i feel like this is like a we weird time to bring together. this up but i don't know if we've ever discussed this or not i'm gonna pause on the episode for a minute not the recording like i'm gonna keep talking or whatever but um i don't know if anyone knows this or not but Lindsay and i do not live in the same state no, we very much don't. Like, we are not in the same room right if now. You listen, <laughs> yeah. but no, we're not at all in the same room right now. Um, no, and we will find we'll find a way to watch some. We can watch Never Ending Story together. I have technically seen that movie. Fuck yeah! So oh, one. oh, I already told you. That's Never mind. Okay. Um, tell me what. Uh, Amanda's going to join us for Never Ending Story. Oh yeah! Yes! Oh yes! I'm so Art. excited. So, but anyway, so back to, back to all the karate that isn't in this movie. So, but at the end though, I was like, oh damn, like his winning move, the, the, whatever it's called, the crane, right? That was like the one thing he practiced during the movie. It's like Expelliarmus. One thing Harry learned at Hogwarts and it's like, that's all I needed, bitch. Thanks. Hermione. We didn't need all those, all that shit. It's not a big deal. It's Expelliarmus. It 100%. (laughs) Is Expelliarmus <laughs> the one thing that he did this whole movie was what he needed to win? It was so funny. I am like, and Miyagi nods at him, like, yeah, yeah, do the thing. And it's like, in no way, no, he wasn't even taught by Miyagi to do that. Miyagi no, he was he like did it doing on his that own. while he had Daniel like fighting the ocean, which was <laughs> what. Like, I just, this movie, you guys, was fucking crazy. Your final test is to beat up King Triton, Daniel's son. (laughs) What I really liked, though, is like, we used to go when I was a kid to these ropes courses. And there was this one challenge that was like climbing to the top of this log, but it was like really tall. Like it was like, I mean, you're on a harness, right? Obviously, and you're being belayed. But this thing was like super, super up there. It was like a, a it was a telephone pole. It was the top of an actual telephone pole. Holy shit. So you had to climb up the height of, right? And you're being belayed. And we used to get up to the telephone Fuck pole and we would that. do the crane. And I never knew what it was from. We oh all used God. to do this. Like Dude. I learned this today. I'm like, oh yeah, the thing we used to do. And we would go, hi yeah. And we and like I but I had no idea that it was from the karate kid. Dude. I guess that's what everyone else was imitating. Lindsay, I have never been so disappointed in you in my right? entire life. Right? What an asshole, right? Like You've I just been had doing no this idea. shit and you had no idea. No idea what it was from. And I, I can't believe no one it. explained it to you. That's I mean, maybe they did, but I we just it's just what everybody did when we got to the top of the telephone pole. See, that's like, what I'm talking I, about. Like, this is the impact on pop culture that this movie fucking had. It did. Everybody did it, whether you've seen this movie one time or you just saw that clip. It's the same with Wax On, Wax Off. Here's something that no one fucking remembers about this movie. Um, Randomly, Mr. Miyagi was in World War II. Okay, so for real about this, not even just that randomly Mr. Miyagi was in World War II, but like on a slightly more serious note here, 
Mr. Miyagi's wife and newborn son died in a Japanese internment camp. And it's just here. It's just mm-hmm. mentioned in the movie. And like, that was a real thing during World War II. And and he earns a Medal of Honor for it. Yeah. For, for coming back and helping. Yeah. And meanwhile, his family's in an internment camp. Yep. Like, there's a different movie here. There super is. And that is the other thing that kind of blows my mind that this never got, this has never been made. Where is the movie about Mr. Miyagi as a younger guy learning karate? Well, where's the super serious World War II movie about the atrocities that America committed? And you know where it is, is it's not being made because America won't fucking do it. And you know, when you make movies like that, like anything that involves the military, they all rely on all this military money, right? For yeah, I mean, it depends. Like Top Gun, you had something like that. Yeah, you had the no. Almost all of them do. The Marvel movies do it too. But you oh, have to. But they but they get approval, right? The army gets approval. They would probably never throw in or approve a movie that is about the internment camps in World War II because they were fucking bad, and like nobody talks about what happened yeah. to the Japanese in this country. You know, mm-hmm. and that was not that long ago. And the fact that that even was able to be mentioned. Oh, like, in the I, movie? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just here so casually to, and I'm like, I would right, be willing well, to bet a that version was of this the... that's like Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I'd yeah, be, there's... I would wager all of the money in someone's bank account right now that wouldn't notice it was gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that this scene alone is what made the Academy go. Yeah, dude, we should nominate this guy. Yeah, I think so too. I would agree with that. That plus like just the sheer popularity. Oh yeah. That, but this scene totally. And it's just so out of place in this like goofy eighties movie. About I think it karate. gives you like an understanding of why Miyagi is a alone, but B it makes him this more like, ungodly character right it brings him more down to earth and makes it his relationship with daniel like i don't know it just it kind of it makes him more of a like layered and understandably compassionate character i think whereas chris were like fuck that guy well he's obviously a total psychopath and yeah i agree and i think it it shows some of why he's sort of melancholy and it explains why he's willing, like why he wants to father Daniel so badly. Yeah, I think it Which also is, shows like the horrors of war and how things can affect people in different ways. Kreese totally. came out of Vietnam, a complete nut job. Right, right. Good point. Yeah, but Miyagi came out of World War II with Vietnam. a far greater loss than Kreese had. And was yeah. relatively okay i don't want to say he's totally okay he clearly isn't but yeah but he's not he hasn't completely lost yeah he hasn't lost his marbles he's not like choking out kids no like crease is definitely choking out kids and this is the 80s which is a time when it would have been fine if you did (laughs) right probably would have gotten away with it yeah i just I just can't believe the inclusion of the internment camp. I mean, it tracks because they're Japanese, right? Like it makes yeah. sense, but fuck. Like I, I, there, there should be a Mr. Miyagi movie. That's like real serious. 
made about I him think there fighting should. in World War II and what was happening with, to agree. his wife on the other side. There really, really should be. And fucking cowards in Hollywood. Surely somebody's brought this up. Like, we no, cannot be the first up, people dude. to be like, let's no. make a Mr. Miyagi prequel about Seriously. Like, that insane drop of what happened to his family that yep. we're just going to casually mention the internment camps. Yeah, that we never in bring up again. In the 40s that nobody ever talks about. Yeah, I'm like, and we should be talking about that like a lot more. And yeah, somebody should make that movie fucking cowards. I had no idea. I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? I paused it and I had to look it up. I went to Miyagi's like wiki page and I was like, what are, is that what they just said? Yeah. Cause it's like, they obviously do not use the words internment camp. In no, it. but you know, but that's what it was. And it's, they use, um, what is the term that they use? Uh, it's like war prisoner or political prisoner or something like that. No, they call it a reoccupation uh, or something like that. Something. Yeah. Or relocation or re- I can't remember, but yeah. not internment camp, which is what it was. And son of a bitch. So anyway, I know that I got kind of dark, but I'm like, that's the thing that happened. This movie got kind of dark for a minute. And then it comes back with this like amazing. And then he gives Daniel a karate car. fight. And then what? Oh, yeah. And then, then he, he gives, gives Daniel, Daniel a car. car. He gives him a That's gee correct. and he, he gives does. him a car. He gives him the, the sexy car so he can go pick up the girl who already is into him. He I really know. doesn't need the car. And now she's like, dude, I love this car. And now I love you she's more. She's triple into him now. She's yeah. so into him. Yep. They have a really yuck kiss. Didn't oh, yeah, they do. I that was I was like, come on, dude. There's no way this dude's 22. <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, it was not. Um, that wasn't great. No, I just, I think that's what pisses me. Seeing all of this stuff and all this development and then knowing that she isn't even a part of the second and the third one. Like it just, why did you need a second one in the first place then? Because that was such a key component of Daniel's character. It was like the whole reason for all of this happening. She was the Marissa Cooper of this movie. She was. I, yeah. (laughs) That's true. You said like, I, it's it's weird. And then my understanding of the sequels, again, from based on YouTube, is that he then, like, his mom has to move to, like, Reno or something, and he moves in with Mr. Miyagi. Permanently. Yeah, so he can stay there. And then Mr. Crazy. Miyagi has to go to Tokyo for a funeral for someone I can't remember. It's either his brother or someone really close to him. And then he meets an old rival. And yeah, then, they have to do karate yeah, to solve and then the problem. Daniel has to fight Mr. Miyagi for a slight that the guy had. Or the Mr. Miyagi beat that guy in karate at some point, and now this guy's protege has to beat Daniel to reclaim his honor. And then it's the so third, ridiculous. It is. It's totally insane. I can't believe that he goes to Japan to like. I just I. This whole thing is nuts. But but this movie, this movie just fucking ends. Oh, it does. I forgot At the about big that fight too. After he wins, it just cuts out and is over. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, this is one of those movies That's that it? I want to keep watching because I want to find out what happens with him and Allie. Yeah, and then it's like you'd think we would get to find that out because the next one picks up like right where this one ends. But they're but he's not with Allie, and they immediately go to Japan. So yeah. I just like. <sighs> this movie just is over it's just he wins he kicks the dude in the face 
we he has there's some drama right it's like they're gonna get disqualified and he so like magic healed by mr miyagi and then the movie's just over that's the other part that blows my mind bobby brown gets disqualified immediately for sweeping the leg he is disqualified for an unsportsmanlike conduct hit johnny does the exact same thing and the judge is like can you continue if you continue we'll be able to we'll we'll ignore that hit but so bobby weird. brown is allowed to fucking like it. he gets dis he gets dq'd immediately what the living fuck <laughs> like, like that's the script like it's just i <laughs> it's just like it's so dumb and it's just like <laughs> why, why are we this is some favoritism plot armor shit like holy crap yeah dude it is i i mean i don't know i don't know how to explain the end of this movie except that it just all the karate happens in like the last 15 minutes in the movie it really kind of there's does. zero karate until the last like, 15 but here's or 20 minutes of karate <laughs> here's what also is really interesting and i it's one of my like most interesting fun facts. And I kind of knew that this was coming, but I was kind of curious to see where it would come up. Um, as expected with like any film involving teens and children and fighting moves, there were tons of actual contact moves throughout this movie. However, yeah. the most notable one is right when Mr. Miyagi saves him after the Halloween um, little run romp or whatever. Um, the one main kid actually kicks Ralph Macchio in the stomach and throws him into the fence. That's a real scene. That's so bad. I know. It's insane to me. Did he get hurt? Yes, big time. That's his reaction is real. Oh my god. No, but it's like did they break a rib or anything? Oh no, like, I don't know. They probably like... hit him like square in the chest, but I mean, obviously it hurt. Oh yeah. Big time. Like he he actually had the wind knocked out of him and yeah, for sure, dude, that's that's fucking insane. Jesus. But I mean, the only other thing that I can really think, or like the only two other fun facts that I have about this movie. One is I did think this was insane, especially because it came out the same year, two weeks after Ghostbusters. This was not the highest grossing film of 1984, but it was the number one rented movie in 1985 it surprises me that that didn't go to ghostbusters i know me too and what was the highest grosser of 84 ghostbusters yeah ghostbusters 230 million yeah and yeah that surprises me i guess uh this is kind of like the encanto of its time right i feel like it was yeah like encanto and then you had you know what came before it like meet the robinsons and yeah, but in, I just mean like in Canto because it was in theaters and it was like a reasonably big deal. But then oh, it, when yeah. it came on Disney Plus, it like blew the fuck mm-hmm. up. Like, but was, uh, you know, I wonder if people were like had seen Ghostbusters a bunch of times that came out right and before. And they never this, got and, to, like, see to see Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Yeah, because people didn't necessarily go to the movies. Like, that makes sense. I didn't think of it like that. You, yeah, like I even you see that in film audiences today. I mean, it's why all the big studios try and space their shit out, right? Yeah. So they don't compete on the same weekend because people don't go see multiple movies in the same weekend unless you're us. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. Um, we would have gone to see both of these. Oh, I would have. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, I really liked this last fun fact. I didn't know this. So I'm glad that I wrote this in here because I've never actually asked you this question before. But have you ever, I'm going to say the fun fact, but have you ever watched this show? Yeah, of course. Okay, thank God. 
All right. Um, uh, we have talked about this. This is like really? the only okay. thing in the world of anime I recognize that it's not anime that I have. It's Western anime. Seen. Anyway, sorry. Let yeah. me get to the fun fact. Um, so Mako, a.k.a. Makoto Iwamatsu, um, was considered for the role of Mr. Miyagi before Pat Morita actually took it over. And if you are a pop culture fan, as we are, you'll know that Mako or Mako, however you want to pronounce it, um, by his signature voice, because he is the one that voiced Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender before he tragically passed away in the middle of uh, season three. Actually, I think it was the middle of uh, in between book two and book three because his voice actor take is over different. for him someone does take over yeah. for him um, um but yeah, yeah i have crazy. seen the last airbender last airbender is awesome the netflix live action is looking less and less promising by the second it is but we're all gonna watch anyway because oh, the are. concept art yep. looked really cool and it can't be worse than Shyamalan. so no of course not can i tell and you a it, secret it... i watched the movie before i ever watched the show same okay good i'm glad i'm not alone in this like that makes me feel so much better totally same and if we're doing random shit um this came up last night at the super bowl on the lord of the rings reddit because people were talking about the live action airbender and how the trailer for it dropped at the super bowl and everybody lost their shit because that movie did look like it was going to be awesome and everyone was really excited for it and they were like don't get too excited about the lord of the rings oh my god remember this and i was like guys sit down i saw finrod we're gonna be okay this is for andrew (laughs) andrew if you've made it to the end of this episode because i got a text from him right before this started we're done with the movie by the way we'll get to our ratings in a minute yeah Um, we're done we're talking about finrod now (laughs) also the hell caraxi oh my god uh andrew has lost all faith in this show just from watching the trailer happy. one time. He's not happy. He and I are stoked as fuck for Ma- uh, Multiverse of Madness, though. There are yeah, yeah, so same. many things happening in that trailer that I'm still trying to unravel my brain about. I know. it's. We almost need to do an episode for that trailer. I like, feel like we, we do. Could yeah. If we wanted to. Um, that looked wild. Um, so very two very exciting trailers. Andrew. Fuck off. I, we'll talk. <laughs> We'll talk. Reach out to me. Yes. Send me feedback. I will. I'll, I'll make sure that you join us in Discord the next time we're on. But um, yeah, because I'm like, it's not. We'll talk about it then. But it's not that serious. Like it's I gonna know. be fine. It's like he's not gonna it's, lose it's fucking sleep over the show. Like I don't... some people are though, and it's great. But I will not be one of them. I, will I just want to see Balrogs, and I want to see Sauron, and I want to see the Ring Wraiths and the Witch King. It looks like all those things are gonna come Hooray! true for you. I can't believe how much of the first stage we're apparently going to see. Yeah, the first two episodes are three hours. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, all right. Well, all right, sorry. Lord anyway. of the Rings is coming. Yes. It's, about it. mm-hmm. What did you give this movie, uh, so Lindsay? I gave this movie a 10 out of fucking 10. This was wild. <laughs> this was crazy. Like, what even was this movie? Like, I, I can't believe that I hadn't seen this before. It was hilarious. It was quintessentially 80s and... I actually enjoyed having it on and was like actively laughing at it um, rather than praying to God that the TV would break or the internet would go out (laughs) like I was during E.T. You know what I mean? Or or Temple of Doom. Like some of these movies have not been good. And I got to say, I'm actually like not excited to watch the next one. 
Are you serious? So, that breaks my heart. Yeah, dude. I, well, but you know what? Maybe I'll watch it and change my mind. That's what's fun about this 80s run. It's true. Before we get into the 90s, when I have very strong opinions uh, about everything, yeah. I will not be swayed. But at this point, I'm like, it could, anything could happen. So, but no, I really actually liked this. Like, this was fucking crazy. So, I really liked this movie. I'm motivated <laughs> to watch its terrible sequels. I care about Danielson and. I kind of want to watch the second one. I'm kind of with you. I kind right? of want to like, watch like the the Jaden Smith remake. Oh. Like I'm not going to do any of these things. If I rewatch, I know, if I or if I watch any more Karate Kid, it'll be Cobra Kai. It'll be so yeah, it's supposed to be good. for sure. It'll be Cobra but Kai. Also, low key, I'm not going to do any of that. So <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. I'm not actually going to engage in it yet. But it does seem like it could be fine. Um, I I'm kind of with you. What did you I, give it? I so I gave this a seven point nine out of ten. And the main oh, reason I know the main reason I didn't give this I a had ten, fun, huh? No, I'm like, I, I you did, and I'm so glad that you did have fun because I and I love that. It's like one of my favorite things is like when we watch these movies, and I'm just like, what the fuck? We haven't diverged oh. this much in a rating in forever. I'm clearly coming off a high having watched this. <laughs> you like, are. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are, and that's why I like. <laughs> that's what I love so much about this is like, don't get me wrong, I love this movie, and this movie cracks me up. But there are things about this movie that I just cannot overlook. I can't overlook the nonsense that is Ralph Macchio was 22 in this movie. And his accent is so stereotypically god awful. It's atrocious. It's just, I can't. I can't do it. I just, I love the emotional weight that it creates for the character. But the fucking internment camp thing just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. No, that's a very fair, like... I don't I'm know not against it or worse. Obviously, he no, I mean, has I to think, have some kind I of think, background. Well, and the more that that's addressed, the better. I mean, nobody ever talks about yeah, that. That's it doesn't what surprised me about it so much. Like we do a really, really like we work hard, um, Americans, to cover that up historically mm-hmm. and we pretend do. like that didn't that's happen. Crazy. And like we're and it's like oh, that fucking happened, man. It just and here's here's Karate Kid just owning it. I oh yeah, by the way, nuts. I know. Yeah, it's just and yeah. the and I'm only giving this like such a lower score on this watch through because if the, if I hadn't like if I hadn't watched this again, I would have given this a higher rating. But the the it just made me feel so uncomfortable. Was the fucking uh, other Cobra Kai dudes just manhandling? elizabeth shoe on the beach that just i just was so uncomfortable about that yeah i almost was like holy shit does one of these guys like punch her in the stomach too why can't i remember this yeah it was um that was pretty bad yeah it just and they do sort of glaze out like there's a lot of violence in this there's a like outside well, I mean, of karate yeah outside of karate there's still like it's a, a very, ton of fucking very... nonsense daniel causes a fucking car accident i don't know if anyone remembers this but when he puts the hose in the bathroom to soak all the Cobra Kai guys and then goes running out, he's still wearing the shower curtain and runs into the street and causes two cars to fucking collide and then just <laughs> runs away. Well, you're really taking me down off my. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to take you down like, off your oh, Daniel like, like, Daniel, it's true. You did. You so like, no, there, you're right, though. There, there are a lot of issues with this and like. The way the violence is portrayed, yeah, even outside of karate, is uh, shocking. 
to say the least. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, Miyagi does a good job of showcasing like it's about defense and it's about bettering yourself and you should only use it as a last resort. And I get all that. And that's totally fine. But still, I mean, come on, dude. Like, I think part of the issue is there's no comeuppance. There isn't. Like, at all. Like, they Johnny lose just in like, karate, but, yeah. like, nobody calls the cops, which is what needed to happen. That's like, 100%. Well, and that's, part of the movie. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what happens either in the beginning of the second one or the third one. Is Kreese is, like, arrested for assault because he chokes out the kid? Or something? I, I can't know. remember, but... If, Having not watched yeah, those movies. <laughs> I, I gotta go back and look it up. I can't remember, but um his dojo gets shut down in this one but this movie just ends that's the thing there's no room for comeuppance no there isn't there needed to be like there needed to be six more minutes of this movie yeah one more montage yeah we're gonna need a montage we're gonna need a montage david rocky had a montage yeah (laughs) (laughs) it just I don't know. That's why I can't. <laughs> I can't. Karate Kid's fun. <laughs> it is. I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do love this movie. But that's why I couldn't give this a villain rating. Because there really is no like end villain arc for this. Like, oh, yeah. No, Johnny I has didn't... begrudging respect for jo- for Daniel now. How do we know that? Because he handed him the trophy? That's ridiculous. I do think that we saw things kind of get to a boiling point with Cobra Kai where they were like not willing to go as far as. Yeah, they were like, their... wow, this dude's kind of a fucking dick. Yeah, I think they started to realize that where they were like, wait, but I thought we were here to like be really good at karate. <laughs> like you could see their Olympic dreams like oh, really yeah. fading, right? When they realized that it was all about revenge. So I, I think, or, and revenge for what? I From know. this guy. For like this other kid maybe is good at karate. He's only good at karate because you, you antagonized him, him so yeah. much that he had to throw down in a karate ring. Like yeah. I don't understand. Like they created this. So yeah, I feel you. I couldn't really rate them either, except that he's just terrible. And but there's no closure to the villain story, and there's no motivation at all. I think that's why I do want to watch Cobra Kai because I feel like it's going. It comes from Johnny's perspective, so I feel like we get all these questions. You know what it is? It's gonna be when I had all these problems with Bambi, and then literally every single one of our fucking questions got answered in Bambi too. Yeah, you know. It's starting to sound a lot like season two of the OC and there were some questionable moments in there for Luke. And I just, I feel like it's going to be Luke's storyline in season two. I, th- I honestly, I just, I feel like it's, th- this is some sort of perpetual cycle of the OC into Karate Kid. I feel Kid like it is. The OC yeah. And the Karate Kid again. I can't wait for like in the summer, they announced that the OC is coming back and we're just like, oh shit, we totally called this. <laughs> Don't get me excited, Scott. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> the OC gets rebooted. Oh shit. It's all bets are off. If they bring back the, it's too soon. It is It's too soon. Yeah. Surely. You know, what is the other thing though, is before they bring back the OC, they're like legally obligated to first bring back Buffy. And we're not there. We're yet. never going to get that. So we might not. We might not. And we're still very much get like the stuff that we're getting that is being rebooted is like from after that generation. That's what's fascinating. Like thing like, yeah. okay, Degrassi, maybe not so much, but like Gossip Girl, Pretty Little Liars was like. Degrassi never technically ended. It True. Just, That's correct. Yeah. This is just the most recent continuation of Degrassi, yeah. which is always makes me happy. But... I stopped watching Degrassi when JT got stabbed. I watched it all the way through the end of New Generation. Holy or shit. Generation, for sure. I definitely watched as much Degrassi as possible 
I don't my sister fucking loved Degrassi. I just remember. Drake I remember Jimmy shot. getting shot. Yeah, Drake I remember shot. Drake when Drake was in the wheelchair and it was like really woke. I re- and that was the school shooting episode. Like yep. not when when all the shows had school shooting episodes. And, mm-hmm. But it's interesting that the stuff that that HBO at least is rebooting yeah. um, is from those early 2010s, and then we have like Bel Air from the 90s, like the dense 90s, right? Which is oh, where yeah. around the time where we should be getting Buffy from. But like, who even has the rights to do this? Is it Warner Brothers? I th- I think it is. It was I a have WB no show. idea, man. I, that's the thing. If Buffy like, comes back on fucking HBO Max, I'm going to. I'm going to shit your pants for you. Like, yeah, I'm going to need you to do that for me because <laughs> it's. I don't. I actually don't know what I will do, but it'll be fucking crazy. I will have a huge party for the Buffy return. I wish that it could be something I could binge and take off work. I agree. Speaking of parties, let's throw one and get us out of here. What party do we have let's, coming up? Let's get us out of here indeed now that we're like, I'm all the way not talking about I know. I don't even remember what anymore. movie we're... Oh, Karate Kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of all over the place tonight and I'm not drinking. Um, but th- thanks for sticking with us tonight. We hope you guys made it to the end. Hope you enjoyed our, our dissection of the Karate Kid and continued to learn about 1984 we're sticking with 1984 so join us next week for never ending story which scott we can watch together if you want i am yes. not guaranteed to like this i'm not sure this one is one of my i think this is ones. one i need to watch with you super don't want to want to i'm like yeah let's find a way but join us for never ending story we'll see whether i like that and um be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and um yeah, follow us on social media. All the links for the sites are in the episode description. You can check out the website and make sure to follow us on Patreon if you want to support the podcast. And until we see you guys next time, stay nerdy. See ya.